to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. Welcome back to the Fulfilled Accountant Podcast, where we talk about everything about your life in accounting and finance, except the actual accounting and finance. Today, I want to talk about what you want to accomplish next year and how to get yourself ready for that with the last two months of this year. Of course, you still want to work toward any goals that you have open for this year. But if you're like a lot of accounting and financial service firms, I'm guessing these last two months are a mix of a time to breathe, slow down, catch up, as well as a time to ramp up and get you started and ready before busy season starts in January. And I know for a lot of you, busy seasons tend to vary. Some of it's every month. Some of it's actually really busy leading up to October 15th. Some of it's really that January to April. But you know what I mean? This is that time of year because there's these holidays and all this stuff. We kind of get in this weird low medium space. And to me, that means this is the perfect time to reflect on what has happened this year in the calendar year, what you've accomplished and what's still open and why. And then take that information and use it to help you decide what you want to do next year, along with why and how. Notice we don't always want to just focus on the what, which I think is what a lot of us actually do is we're just like, I have to do all this stuff. What, 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 what? But we need to really think about our why, both that why and how are we actually going to put this into action? Recently, a client of mine put it like this. She said, if I'm where I am now at this time next year, you should probably fire me. Not that she works for me, but she was talking about like where she was working, what she's working on. And she was reflecting like she's actually come really far in 2023 and accomplished a ton of different things. But she's looking forward to 2024 and thinking, oh my gosh, there's so much I want to get done. This is going to be really exciting. She's all like pumped up and ramped up and ready to go. She has a ton of growth planned. And unfortunately, that is where a lot of us stop. We get excited about next year. We're kind of like, okay, here's where we are this year. It wasn't quite what I wanted, but you know, I have a whole year ahead of me. And we set kind of some broad terms for next year and we have these high hopes, but we don't really set a real plan for it. Especially right now, we're like, oh, we're so far away from the start of the year. It's still, I got like two months or something and there's all these holidays. I'm so distracted. And next year, you know, it's so far away, like not even just, not just the beginning, but the whole year, right? Like we have a whole 12 months ahead of us. We'll figure it out. But what happens is you don't actually follow through. I see so many financial service and accounting firms do things like, I'm going to do all these great things. We say these beautiful things. We set these lofty goals. We have these meetings. We get pumped up. We feel amazing about these plans or like semi-plans. And then busy season starts. We get back into the same grind and we just fall back into all the same problems, the same patterns, the same habits, the same clients, the same team, and all the same procedures and policies and pricing, et cetera, as last year. It's actually really hard to make those changes. And then we have the same frustrations as the end of the next year comes around, which is why my client said that. So I want to help you break that pattern for yourself. I don't think you break patterns by adopting a fancy new plan or finding the latest business book or guidance or podcast or whatever out there. Yes, I know I'm a podcaster, but you can listen to my podcast, but you've actually got to take action, right? And that's the great news, I think. You don't actually have to go out there and learn something new and adopt this whole new like process. What you really need to do is get out of the moment-to-moment, week-to-week, client-to-client way of thinking. 
You need to take the time to come up long enough to breathe so you can create a more strategic long-term vision and plan that is based on your actual priorities. That means you probably need to spend a little more time identifying those priorities and then talking yourself through why those priorities actually matter to you. Not why they should matter or why you should be focusing on certain things, but why you actually care about them to the point where you're ready and willing to sacrifice some other things. Recently, I read something that said you should make, I think it might have been a Warren Buffett thing, like you should make a list of 25 things that matter to you that you want to accomplish or something, and then rank them in order and only focus on the top five. And I've heard other people say only focus on three, because actually I think our brain can really only focus in about three priorities at a time. And yes, I am that person who's like, can I have 10 priorities? But when I have 10 priorities, nothing is actually a priority and my brain is so confused. But when you have between one and three things, you're like, this is the big overarching plan for the year. It's much easier for you to focus and make decisions and know what's important and not. Then you can be proactive as you plan the year. You can plan ahead right now with all of your good intentions and your higher brain with all the logic and stuff. And you can plan for how you will handle the distractions and issues that you know will come up to distract and derail you as you go through the year. Because if you sit down and you think about it, it's probably the same stuff that always distracts you and derails you. It's those little random emails from clients. It's that timing. It's the time management. It's the I can't focus. It's stuff comes up with my family. It's I got sick. It's, it's so many things, right? And I'm not saying those aren't valid excuses for things, but there are things that you know will come up. So why don't you go ahead and make a plan? as you plan out the year, so you know exactly what to do when those do come up. Now, I want to put a little side note in here. You probably did set some goals, and you probably achieved a lot of goals this year. And that is fabulous, and I want you to celebrate that. And I also want you to ask yourself how you really feel about those goals and achievements. Some of them probably were big goals and are very exciting. But were you setting small goals that you knew you would accomplish? Were you setting goals that were more focused on maintaining the status quo for your firm instead of growing or doing something that actually was kind of felt exciting to you? Did you set goals that were based more on the day-to-day -day work, but they felt so repetitive and easy that you kind of lost inspiration or excitement for the work itself? If that's where you are, it's not a problem necessarily. I would encourage you to set bigger goals and kind of stretch yourself to where you kind of feel like throwing up sometimes. If, if you want more, if you're totally happy where you are, keep setting goals exactly the way you've been doing it. But most of my clients come to me and being like, listen, you know, things are kind of stale. We're not really growing. Nothing's really changing. I'd love to be able to hire some people or retire someday, but I don't really have a plan of how I'm going to get there. That's where you want to set some bigger goals. But what I'm talking about in this case is if you've been setting goals that don't excite you and feel kind of eh, and the idea of setting goals for next year feels either boring, pointless, impossible, something like that, instead of maybe invigorating, refreshing, or exciting, that is your invitation to see how you are doing overall, like to check in with yourself. Because a lot of times when goals start feeling boring, repetitive, or forced on you, even though it's you setting the goals maybe, and nothing is lighting you up or anything, that could be a sign of burnout. And that doesn't mean it's time to quit or throw in the towel or get rid of your firm or you know find a job or do something totally different. But it is time to get help if you would prefer to stay in your business or your current job or whatever you're working on. I'm only throwing this out there because I know a lot of financial pros deal with burnout without even knowing it. And this time of year when things might slow down a little bit and you're kind of reflecting what did happen and where you might want to go, that's a really good time for this kind of stuff to come up and for you to be like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, Do I like what I'm doing? Do I not like what I'm doing? 
And I feel like knowing that those symptoms are there and what they mean, and that this is when it could become more obvious to you, I just want to point that out. If that's happening to you, that's something to look into. However, if burnout is not on your radar, your planning for the new year starts now. In fact, even if burnout is on your radar, you probably want to be thinking now, what do you want to be doing next year? How do I want to be getting over this burnout? Do I want to be in this place? Do I want something different? Totally great. But for the rest of this podcast, I'm focusing on the goals that you want to set for staying with your firm as you are, but growing or doing something kind of new with it. But obviously, I would encourage you to reach out, whether to me or to someone else, and talk about the burnout. I'm here for you if you need it. So if we're planning for next year, I want you to think ahead to December 31st of the following year. So as of the recording of this podcast, we're in 2023. So don't think about December 2023. I want you to go all the way to December 2024, over a year from now. What would you love to be reflecting back on at that point? Seriously. I know a lot of times we're like, what? Why would I think that far ahead? Like, of course, I'll be doing the same thing. Or I assume this is what I'll be doing. But I do this exercise with my clients. And I help them walk through every single thing they think they're going to accomplish next year. And sometimes it's a stretch and we got to kind of pull stuff out of them because it it is really different to think that way, right? So then they make a list of all the things they want to do. And then we talk about why they care about those accomplishments, what it took to get there, and what it will mean for them to have achieved all of that. So I encourage you to do that for yourself. And after you've talked about or thought about what you will do next year, I want you to think about all of the obstacles that you'll overcome to get there, because that is what I do with my clients. I go, okay, you've set all these lofty, beautiful things out there. Now, what's going to get in your way? And then we talk after we decide what might get in their way, we talk about strategies that they will use to overcome those obstacles. And it's actually a lot of fun. It really gets you thinking with your strategic, big picture, proactive brain instead of the busy, reactive, daily grind brain that most of us have as we get by in the day-to-day hustle. Like truly, when you're busy and you're tired and you're dealing with a lot of the same things over and over, your brain goes into survival mode. And it's really hard when you're in that place to think big, to think of what's possible, to think of things outside of what you're just seeing in the day-to-day because you're tired and that's totally normal. That's why this is a really good time to do this exercise. And this is truly one of my favorite things to do with my clients. Because most of us really don't give ourselves that kind of brain space. Like I said, we're really busy all the time. If it's not work, it's something in life. And we might set some kind of goals. I think most of us set something. But I know myself, I used to set a lot of really small or vague goals because I didn't want to find myself failing on them. And those goals are really based a lot on very limited thinking, things that we believe about ourselves from our past performance which, you know, our past is useful, but it's not exactly indicative of where we're going. Your future is based not nearly as much on where you've been as on where you believe you can go, what you can imagine for yourself and how you can get yourself thinking in terms of the future more often than thinking about your past. The more you can think about your future and get into the mindset of the person who has already achieved what you want the more effective you will be in showing up and taking action every day next year. That is why we go through this exercise because it gets you thinking from that future point. It's like, oh, what does that future look like? Who would I be if I got there? How interesting. Yeah, how would I make a decision today based on that picture? Laying out a clear plan in this way also helps you align the results with your why. 
If you've ever read or listened to Simon Sinek, you know the concept of start with why. Why are you doing something? Why does it matter to you? Setting bigger goals, not boring, easy, or obvious goals, will require hard work and some or probably several uncomfortable days or moments. You will have failures, setbacks, and frustrations along the way. But if you have a strong why, you can remind yourself of that why every time you feel like giving up. Feeling like giving up is normal. We all do that. But successful people, as in people who achieve the goals they set, doesn't matter what those goals are, but people who set goals and achieve them, they keep moving forward. They keep taking action, even when it feels crappy and they aren't certain what will work. We can never know for certain what will work, but we can know for certain that we will keep going after we find something that doesn't work. And I get it. Accounting and finance in general are filled with rules and a lot of, quote, right answers. We love getting the A and being right or knowing for sure about things, right? However, if you really look at everything that you do, you'll probably notice just how many maybes, it depends, and what ifs you actually work with every single day. You have to make decisions and make a call constantly. There is really actually no certainty other than, yes, I got to file taxes. <laughs> I think that's like the most certain thing. I've got to file taxes and I've got to create some financial statements. Like those are probably given, right? So how do you create certainty and write answers when you have all of those variables? Like I said, you make decisions. You make your best guess with the information you have at the time. You can go back and make amendments. You can change things if you find out that you had the wrong assumptions or that you misinterpreted something or you know, all the different things. You know the reasons that you make amendments. And you're really skilled at this, aren't you? You probably don't even know this about yourself until someone points it out to you. I know my clients are like, what? Really? That's what I'm doing? And they're like, oh, I guess I am pretty capable. Because you are. So that's what I'm here for, partly, is to help you see this about yourself and then to help you apply that to next year's strategic vision. And then once you have sort of a bigger vision or more strategic look at the whole year and are considering other things that could be possible for you, then the work is to put that into a more detailed month-by-month, week-by-week plan. So all you have to do is show up each day and execute your plan. And I know you probably feel kind of trapped within the confines of the calendar. There's IRS deadlines, state deadlines, client deadlines, international deadlines, and there's the way it's always been done, right? Those are always there. There's something you have to work with. But if you don't like the way that that has been playing out with your schedule, your personal life, your bottom line, and your health in past years and this year, I really recommend changing things up. Try new things so you aren't in the same place next year, like so many accounting and finance pros find themselves year after year. I know that was one of my biggest frustrations. We would identify things. We'd complain about them. We'd suggest ideas that we could do to change things. We'd have meetings. We'd set out plans and make agendas and all this stuff. And then nothing really ever changed. So that's my invitation to you, is to make that change this year. Start now. Set yourself up today so that you hit the ground running in January, as soon as all that busy stuff comes your way. And I invite you, one, to make sure to check back for more episodes building on this topic soon. And if you really do want to change the course of your business next year and you would like help with that, I invite you to schedule a call with me. This is what I do every day. Ask me your burning questions and let's see how we can put everything that I've talked about here today into action for you and your firm. I've given you quite a bit of like the basic outline. You can take this 
and do some reflection, evaluating of your 2023 and make some plans for 2024. But I really hope that you do actually follow through with something so that you can change next year for yourself. Thank you again for tuning in as always, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com.